Welcome back then to the Real Madrid podcast. Well, it's been an extraordinary week, hasn't it, for Real Madrid, even by their standards. The week beginning with the club basking in reflective glories as club and players celebrated at FIFA's annual awards last Monday, three days later, and severe, they were all but humiliated in 48 hours after that. The derby game would end goalless, meaning for the first time since 2011, Real Madrid went two games without scoring a goal. And uh, make no mistake about it, Lopetegui is under pressure to turn things around and quickly. So let's catch up then on all that has happened in the last week, beginning today. And the good news, as we said, has been very sparse over the last few days for Lopetegui. Uh, but he did get some today. Gareth Bale, it seems, has no serious injury and he will be fit to resume training midweek and could well be in the lineup for the match against Alaves. Also, Lopetegui talking about not taking Sergio Ramos to Moscow. He said when questioned that it was precautionary, but there were some that have read into that uh, other things. He's been left out due to the fact that his performances have simply not been up to standard. On Vinicius, whose name, of course, was prominent yet again after his debut at the weekend. Uh, Vinicius, he said, is a very young kid who has a great future. When we consider he can help us, we will use him. Well, perhaps now is that time. 229 minutes without a goal, remember. Uh, the kickoff time, 2200 in Moscow, also drew a few questions. Varane was talking about that. He said it's not ideal, but the players have to adapt to different schedules. We cannot decide what time to play, so we must adapt. With the news over the last few days that Manchester City have been preparing a £200 million bid to secure the services of Kylian Mbappe, sources of Real Madrid are saying the club are prepared to move heaven and earth to ensure that whatever City propose, it will be exceeded by Madrid. No stone, it's said, will be left unturned in their quest to get Mbappe's signature for next summer. On a less grand scale, Gareth Bale has been putting the case for Aaron Ramsey of Arsenal, whose contract expires in June of next year. Now, Madrid failed in what was to be, in the end, a rather half-hearted attempt to secure Polish international Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich. But a player, seven years his junior, also from Poland, is beginning to attract significant attentions. He's part of the reason that Genoa have had such a good start to their season in Serie A. Krzysztof Piatek is just 23 and a Polish under-21 international. He signed in the summer after 21 goals scored with Krakowia and has been in exceptional form in the early weeks of his career in Italy. Eight goals in six games in Serie A. And if you add in the four that he scored on his debut against Empoli in the Cup, it takes it up to 12. As for fees, well, difficult to assess at present, but it said that it would take a bit of not more than 50 million to secure him 
for next season. Now, more on the Rabia situation as well. He will not side a new contract at Paris Saint-Germain, so it is a straight fight to the finish between Real Madrid and Barcelona to get his signature in January. Madrid have offered 20 million, PSG want 30 million, so meet halfway should be enough. Then it is over to Rabia as to where he wants to play. An interesting story that was revealed over the course of the weekend. Uh, former coach Zinedine Zidane had wanted to leave Madrid after the cup loss to Leganes last season and was only prevented from doing so by the intervention of Perez and Jose Angel Sanchez. Interesting that uh, Lopetegui, by the way, also equaled Zidane's record this weekend by not winning against Atletico at the Bernabeu. Also revealed in interview over the weekend with Eden Hazard, he was talking about, well, how he felt after the World Cup. I'll tell you the truth, he said, after those World Cup finals, I wanted to leave. My dream is to play in Spain. He then added, I could stay at Chelsea for the rest of my career, but I could also leave in a year or two. I love Chelsea and I love this city. The club is part of my life. Hazard will be 28 in January. He's under contract until 2020. His contribution this season as well in all games is very significant as ever. And you wonder whether Madrid missed a big opportunity. He's played 10 games this season. He scored nine goals, including one hat-trick. On to that derby then. And all eyes at the start of the game were on Griezmann and Ramos. And despite the alleged dislike of each other after the social media spats, uh, they came face to face and they met with a smile and a hug. After the game, Griezmann was asked about Ramos, he said, with a little smile, it has to be said. He said... He's my little friend. I have a lot of respect for him. He is an example for the kids out there. He is also a great centre-back. Now, in the aftermath of that game against Atletico Madrid, Gareth Bale made plenty of headlines, of course, as he was taken off as a precaution in the seven games up to this point. Remember, he'd scored four goals and provided three assists. Uh, he underwent tests on Monday, and as we said earlier, he will be fit to resume training. Uh, two goals in four games tell you where the problems are for Real Madrid. Possession was dominated. They had 65.7% of it and created all told 15 chances, six of which were on target. Nine different players had shots on goal. Asensio, Bale, Cruz, Ramos, Carvajal were on target. It was another off night, though, for Benzema, who did not register a shot on target. Cruz again registering over 100 passes during a game. Moment of the night for some saw an unexpected debut for Vinicius, albeit just for two minutes at the end of the game. And he made a little piece of history as well because he became the first Madrid senior player to be born after the millennium. Lopetegui's view on the match, I'm not satisfied. I felt we deserved to win. We really did deserve it. Asked about giving Vinicius his debut and why they didn't bring Mariano on, he said, we needed speed. That's why we brought him on. But once again, the debate begins to rage about Benzema. No goals now in five games and Mariano getting more frustrated by the game.
As usual, the game was watched by millions around the world. What about the international view? Well, Oblak and Courtois garnered significant praise. It was called the Derby of the Keepers. Now, it was the weekend when the story first appeared that Manchester City were preparing this £200 million bid for Kylian Mbappe with £20 million also on the table in wages per year. It was said to be a source of worry for Perez and Real Madrid. He, remember, like Neymar, had been long-term targets. But uh, time, really, for talking appeared. They said to be over. Actions are what the fans want. And as Benzema continues to struggle, a big name needs to be secured. Mbappe would be just that man. And the failure to get him would be nothing short of catastrophic. And just turning the heat up a little bit on Lopetegui as he digested all the headlines over the course of the weekend following the Derby game. He wouldn't have failed to notice either the one about Pochettino having a quick chat with Perez, allegedly, that is, in London last week. As they were coming into the weekend, so a growing number of people were beginning to ask the question, are Real Madrid better without Marcelo? His injury was going to keep him on the sidelines for two weeks at least. But a topic that was once never even considered as even a conversation is now up for discussion. Lopetegui's view on the week was discussed at his press conference prior to the weekend on the fact that uh, they had just one day of rest and little time to prepare for that derby. He said, we have the motivation and desire. There will be no excuses from us on the team. He was again talking about them saying, I'm happy with the performances of my players. We must maintain our focus and our beliefs. Modric was talking a little more about his exhaustion after the World Cup. I need time to recover. He said, I'm feeling better every day. I just need more games to play. I've only had three weeks vacation in the last year. Rivaldo, who has been championing the cause of Vinicius, leapt to the defence of Marcelo. He doesn't, he said, have to prove anything to anybody. He's a great player for Real Madrid and indeed for Brazil. When Madrid lose, somebody always carries the blame. This week, it's Marcelo's turn. And how does Marcelo's contribution weigh up over time? Well, there was plenty of media analysis. The last 100 games found that he'd provided 49 plays that had led to goals for Real Madrid and 36 errors that had led to goals being conceded. So overall, it's a positive contribution. Also on the agenda, Rafael Varane. It was suggested that he hasn't exactly seen eye to eye and doesn't believe he has the confidence of the coach Lopetegui. And maybe lurking in his background is the knowledge that wherever significant Zidane ends up next, then Varane could follow. Zidane has always been an admirer. Eyes being cast towards the January transfer window as Perev is uh, feeling a little bit of the heat after that severe defeat in particular. And a first name on the agenda, David Alaba of Bayern Munich, the Austrian who spent a decade on the books of Bayern. He's still only 26 years of age and, according to sources, is ready for a fresh challenge. His contract with Bayern Munich runs until 2021, but it is doubtful that Munich would want to deal in the middle of a season. 
elsewhere. Paul Pogba and Frankie de Jong at Ajax, but Pogba's price likely to put Real Madrid off and up front again. Icardi, the favourite to sign. They haven't given up hope either yet of tempting Eden Hazard. Now, let's look at some of the reaction to that defeat at Sevilla the morning after the night before Madrid awoke to the stark realisation. It was said that maybe there were even greater flaws that exist in this squad than were first thought, and they are very real. Sevilla beats them, remember, 3-0. It could have been 6 and just days after taking the plaudits for the uh, win against Roma, there was huge criticism on offer. Uh, lack of any positive attitude was one accusation, with only Gareth Bale being left out of this group criticism. And Marcelo's defending yet again under the spotlight after another very poor display. Lopetegui at least acknowledged Sevilla's superiority. They were, he said, vastly superior to us. Asked whether attending the FIFA gala had had an effect on his team. It would be easy, he said, to say that, but no. Marcelo's views. Well, in the first half, we were very poor. Courtois' view. It was a very difficult game. They had certainly more intensity in the first half. The goals were our mistakes and there was some bad luck in there as well. On the gala, he said, I rested well, I trained well. The gala is not an excuse. A few paragraphs started to appear on James Rodriguez. Lopetegui had wanted him to return this summer and even spoke to him about the potential for it to happen. He himself has let it be known that despite enjoying his time with Bayern Munich, he does not want to sign for them and wants to return to Madrid next summer. There are all sorts of negotiations going on between clubs and agents at this time. Now, remember, Barcelona had actually lost on that night as well, and it was the first time in La Liga since January the 4th of 2015 that both had lost on the same day. Now, the former Barcelona legend Carlos Puyol weighed in as well with some criticism of Real Madrid's mentality. Barcelona always fought for everything. If Barcelona had a season like Real did last season, they would kill us, referring, of course, to the fans. They focused on Champions League, but at Barcelona, you cannot do that. We have to fight for everything. We have a different mentality. Now, a little bit of interesting news about the stadium redevelopment in Madrid. The club, it's revealed, has said that the expansion will include an e-sports arena. Uh, this giving the club the ability to tap into this huge market that exists globally. Now, after managing to convince everyone so far this season that they, Courtois and Navas, are the best of friends, it seems finally Courtois has actually broken ranks here and spoken of his unhappiness at the fact that there will be a two-tier system. He will be taking La Liga, with Navas taking in games in Champions League and Copa del Rey. It's going to be a very difficult balancing act, this, for Lopetegui. Frankie de Jong still making headlines as he becomes embroiled in a tug-of-war between Madrid and Barcelona. Uh, but the problems for both clubs could be coming in trying to actually accommodate his wishes, which begin with the fact that he wants a starting place in the first team with no caveats. Caught in interview on Tuesday, Paolo Maldini was talking about Sergio Ramos. 
I would say he said he is the best defender in the world, not just this year, but in recent times, and he deserves every award he gets. High praise indeed from one of the finest exponents of the defending art ever to lace up a boot. And that takes us full circle to a week ago where the week began with yet another batch of awards for Real Madrid's players, Sergio Ramos resplendent or otherwise depending on your view in his white tuxedo the best central defender in the world and for the eighth year in a row Ramos was named in that FIFA Pro team of the year voted for remember by the players all over the world all in all five players from Madrid made up the FIFA Pro 11 Varane, Ramos, Marcelo, Modric and of course Cristiano Ronaldo. Thibaut Courtois, winner of the Golden Glove at the World Cup, was uh, chosen as the best keeper of the year. Uh, not a great year, though, with his then club Chelsea, of course. Uh, he succeeds Buffon and Luka Modric, was crowned FIFA's Player of the Year, succeeding Ronaldo uh, to cap what has been a memorable few weeks after, of course, his UEFA award. In his acceptance speech, he thanked the player who was his inspiration, Zvonimir Boban, Croatia's captain back in 1998. And that Croatian team, he said, inspired all of us. Luka Modric picked up 29% of the vote ahead of Ronaldo on 19, Mo Salah on 11. And it was also noted that Messi gave his old rival Ronaldo a vote as well, putting Modric, Mbappe and Ronaldo at number three. Rafael Varane was there for the very first time. Questions on the Champions League, he said, of course we can win again. The fourth in a row is attainable. Nobody believed that we would win three. And yet here we are. Now, the one name missing from everyone's list of the great and the good last season was that of Neymar, who did not receive a single vote from the national team captains, and that included not even getting a vote from his home country. Now, the first bad news of that week saw Isco sidelined for six weeks after being diagnosed with acute appendicitis. Uh, Lobotegi was disappointed. It didn't dwell on the loss in his press conference. He did think Bale, though, should have won the Pushkas Award for his incredible Champions League goal. He also had a word or two of VAR. I believe, he said, VAR helps make decisions to be made correctly in critical plays. Wonder if his view had changed by the end of the week. And that brings us neatly to the close of this week's podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the show. If you've got any questions or anything that you would like to add to any of the stories that we've covered over the course of this last week, then do get in touch and let us know. You can indeed take part. Uh, we will be back next week on Monday. In the meantime, wherever you're watching your football over the course of the next seven days, have a great time. We'll see you back here then.